Hey everybody, this is Will with Chicago Inno, and I'm here at Z-Axis Factory. It's a brand new business factory here in the city of Chicago. And I'm with Nuha Nazi and Amelia Rogovska, <laughs> the two co-founders of Z-Axis. So what Z-Axis Factory is, it's, it's a huge space that's for innovators. And it basically it provides shared manufacturing, technology, production, and staff to, to for entrepreneurs and anyone with an idea to make your product to sell your product. So that's what Z-Axis is. We'll get a little bit more into the details. But first, tell me why Z-Axis? Why is this space here? Why <laughs> there is so much going on? Uh, what is the why behind this place? You know what? There's There are so many places in Chicago that give you the space and the coffee and the chairs to think up a great idea. And there just aren't any spaces that really give you the ability to start generating revenue from that great idea. And so we saw an, uh, an opportunity for me from a technology perspective, and then in conversations with Amelia, bringing in the art perspective. Um, and we realized there's a lot more uh, at the intersection of art and, and science mm -hmm. and engineering than I realized. And there's a lot of overlap. It was um, in a lot of ways, you know, when you think about it, um, a lot of the equipment that we have here, right, um, you would think it would be used for very heavy duty, let's say, you know, wood shop, metal shop, people always think, oh, you know, you're, you've got to be making cabinets. And all of that's here. Right. All of that stuff is here. But people might be thinking, you know, this is for somebody who is making heavy duty steel things yeah. or wood um, cabinets or stuff like that. But artists are very much into that sort of um, stuff as well. So all that equipment mm -hmm. is not necessarily just used for people that are creating the, you know, the average like, oh, there's a table. Maybe there is a, a, another way of um, getting the artists in here to to also use use something like that and, and you know, share with um, the innovators and yeah. other people as well. And it's completely, and it's not just here is a here is a space where you can make its top to bottom services, which makes it unique as well. Because there are uh, there are maker spaces in the city, but you build your thing, and now what? But this is kind of designed and architected to answer that what next question. So, what are some of the things that that outside of here are the tools, here's the space, here's a roof over, go at it. Like, what are some of the other things? Z-axis does to take you from idea to revenue. You know, well, that's exactly right. So what we are, what we pride ourselves on, and what sets us apart is that we also have a production team. Mm -hmm. So when you're building your product, let's say you you want to build some three D components to to uh, a device that's actually very artistic. So let's say a customized clock. You do the woodwork. We'll do the three D printing. Yeah. Whatever aspect you don't have the skill and don't want to do, we can fill in for you. But at the same time, we provide that back office support. Everything from shipping, receiving, fulfillment, helping you produce your product, do the signage, do some of the graphic design. Um, we've even created some partnerships with some of the biggest law firms oh, to... So Nixon Peabody, for example, to develop starter kits for companies. So 
you have a great idea, you're ready to start generating revenue, we can connect you up and get you some a phenomenal package to start up your business. Um, and those are the things we bring to it. So it's not just about the amazing laser cutter and the die sub printing. It's also about Mark and Keith who were there to do the work and help you through it. Also, if you think about it, a lot of people that are just, you know, living in their basement kind of like, oh, my God, I have this great idea, yeah, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. do this. Not a lot of them are very business savvy, right? Especially like, especially, you know, artists are like, they're great at doing what yeah. they're doing, but they're not necessarily the best salespeople or they yeah. don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. know how to go about to actually do what they love mm -hmm. and make money at it, right? So ultimately, this is where our space comes in. Um, where you come in here and you will talk to people that are a little bit more you know, savvy in the business world. Maybe they have gone already through something like this, right? They've already started their idea. They're already producing their product. Mm -hmm. um, I actually look at this more of like a, a revenue test, right? You bring your product in, let's say you make it first in wood, but it turns out that the market is actually looking more for something that's in metal, right? So you ultimately, let's say you make your first 20, but then maybe, hey, you know, maybe I want to try it in wood. Maybe I want to try it in metal. Maybe I want to try it in glass. See how it sells. So in some way, you coming up with your idea and small manufacturing is great for something like this. When you're just starting to test the waters of what's going to be the ultimate um, the ultimate product that you're going to produce and later yeah. on take somewhere where you're going to produce two million of it, right? So give me an example. We're talking about this is the perf. This is a business factory. You come with your idea. You live. You leave with your business. What are some of those ideas? What are we? What are you already seeing? Z access uh, officially. You started moving into to the Kuna space in October. So what are to, to give the listeners an idea of of you know to picture what we're what we're talking about when we say idea? What are some of those things that Come in as an idea, leave as a business. You know, I'll give you two two great examples. We have PJ McGuire, who's a member at our our space at Z Axis. Um, she developed a product called the Wrapper Root. It is a salon product for uh, handling chemicals in a salon and drying your hair, and it does an amazing things. It's a great product. It was just premiered on the Home Shopping Network. Mm. She's here. She doesn't want to do the sewing. She yeah. designed the product. She designed the way it looks. She brings it here. We run the, the dye sub patterns. We can tra transfer it to her material, help her get it to the folks that are going to do the sewing. And then she's bringing back a couple pallets of it to actually do the fulfillment, do the final wrapping it up. She's going to take over some of our space, do that production work. That's one example. Another is uh, Kevin Mueller, who is the bowtie wood guy. He does it here. He runs the laser cutter. He does the finishing. He does the uh, the texturizing of, of his bow ties, his cufflinks, his earrings. Great product. We're working with him. He's also on, an, on the Etsy site. Um, so from that perspective, you know, he's got a little bit more traction. He's been in a revenue position for a while, but we're here to actually expand what he can do. 
Yeah. We're starting to talk to him about his social media presence and helping him keep that alive. Ultimately, at this point, you know, he's doing everything by himself, right? Yeah. So he's cutting out a few at a time. He's getting ready for shows. He's selling them out of, uh, you know, like the little booths that people set up for, for um, art fairs yeah. and things like that. But ultimately, at some point, you get to a point where you get really, really too busy for that, right? Yeah. Ultimately, if you have files and they're all ready, this is where we come in. You're too busy to make them. Now you send them over. Yeah. We have the files. Everything is set up. Kevin is actually in our database, already has his files, already has his designs. All he's got to do is he's calling us up and says, hey, I have a show coming up in three weeks. I need 50 of these, 60 of these, 70 of these. Wrap them up for me. Send them to whichever city that I'm going mm -hmm. to be at. And that's that's how it's going to work yeah. for him. What I think is really cool about what ZX is doing is that there's a lot of uh, places and and organizations that cater to a type of entrepreneur, which is the digital entrepreneur. I am building something that maybe goes to the Apple Store and I keep working at it, or it's a service or a platform. And there are co-working spaces and mentorship programs and so much for that type of entrepreneur that it's almost uh, applied an exclusiveness. People hear, oh, you're at a startup. It must be a digital startup. And this is really filling the gap for um, you, entrepreneurs, in other words, for a small business owner. And small business owner doesn't have to be a tech entrepreneur. So what were some of the advantages or, or the disadvantages facing these builders, these makers, these artists that, that you knew there was a need for for this? So I this is my fifth uh, business. So I've been around the block once or twice. Yeah. And the two biggest things that, uh, you know, coming up with a great idea is, is actually not the hard part. Yeah. I mean, some people do it better than others, absolutely. But that's not the hard part. The hard part is getting the equipment mm -hmm. and getting the staff that knows how to run that equipment while you're starting up, when you're just selling two a month, when you're now selling five fifty, and ultimately getting to that five thousand and fifty thousand number, that initial stage is almost impossible to yeah. overcome. You go to a bank or an investor. First questions they're going to ask you is, "How long have you been in business? How long have you been generating revenue?" And zero is really not the answer they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's, that's, that's a bad answer for, just, for a bad yeah, manager. As a tip-off, if you're starting a business, <laughs> yeah. zero is bad. Um, but the idea is, you know, so now you, there's no way you're getting yeah. that lease finance. Um, so you're not getting the lease on the equipment. How are you going to hire staff when you can't guarantee their payroll next month? And are they really going to sit around and do nothing until you get to a point where you're selling 5,000 a month. Yeah. And that's what we alleviate. That is really the thing that sets us apart. We've invested in the equipment that you really can't get anywhere else. Um, and we've invested in the staff. We have, you know, aside from Mark and Keith, we've got Jen and Teddy. Mm -hmm. We've got ourselves. We've got backup support uh, in graphic design and video and all sorts of things uh, in CAD design. We have all these people that we have on contract or work full-time for us, and that is something that no small business can afford when they start yeah. up. 
And if you really think about it, right, the small manufacturing is the most underserved place, right? Because you, like we've talked before, you can find a lot of places where you can come up with the idea, right? That will kind of help you there. And then you have all these places that are ready to produce two million of your thing. But what happens with the soft spot in between, right? The, the belly of the beast that actually is going to get your, your product somewhere, right? So that's, that's, the, that's the really underserved part of, of any business, right? When you're starting out. Yeah. Like a lot of times, even with um, um, t-shirt printing, for example, right? You can get them printed when you're ordering, you know, 500. But what if you need like three? Yeah. You know what I mean? Then it costs you a lot of money just to do screen printing. That's really, you know, that's very hard when you're just starting up, when you're trying to see how your product is going to look like. Yeah. And it, what's cool, another thing that intrigued me about learning more about Z-Axis is it's its place, the fact that it's happening here in Chicago where there is a history and a legacy of manufacturing and you hope that Chicago stays on the innovative side of that trend and uh, this idea of small manufacturing and shared manufacturing is new. Uh, is is Chicago the ideal place for Z-Access? Is this a good fit? Uh, you know, we are Chicago and we cover builders here in this city. We are uh, so stubbornly focused on local. How has um, how has Chicago been as either a support system or just motivation for for Z Axis? You know, I think the community, the the degree of skills that we have is actually incredible. I think you know this is going to sound terrible, but I think one of the good outcomes of this terrible economy that we just lived yeah. through is all these people have started realizing they have to depend on themselves yeah. and not the big companies. And so you're getting these ideas that are coming from nowhere. And what I love about where we're located, not just in Chicago, but in Pilsen specifically, is we're, we're attracting members that are coming from the South Side. You know, there are plenty of companies and places where you can share space on the North Side. There is not much. I mean, you. Th- I don't know, actually, other than a couple, um, I, I actually can't name of one, name one other than perhaps Pumping Station um, on the south side of yeah. Chicago. So this terrible economy we've gone through, people are starting to look at ways where they can depend on themselves. They're becoming Uber drivers. They're doing three, four different gigs. We allow them to wrap it all up and actually generate creative business. The skills they have, since all those big manufacturers have left town, Mm. those skills didn't leave, right? These are the people that are underserved in the city and they're there and they're looking for ways to become part of the economy. And we hope to be that place where they can do that. Yeah, because that's an interesting point because a lot of, you know, one piece of the economic development is how do you teach the 21st century skills that are required for maybe these digital businesses or find a better way to harness existing skills in this is a place that, because it, it going back to our discussion about you know catering to a different type of entrepreneurship becoming mark zuckerberg is cool sure but so is just meeting payroll right and, <laughs> and like hiring a person 
and then hiring another person and building pragmatically and uh, there are very there are a lot of spaces and energy dedicated to fostering the latter but or the former but not the latter and this is a space right. where you're like grow your pragmatic business not that a Zuckerberg right. could not build right. a... but also in addition there's a, a great thing that let's say that we're, we started doing too um, after um, talking and structuring our business we thought you know there's a lot of people that have skills that want to share the skills you know yeah. what I mean so ultimately the way we have it set up is if when you're becoming a member you will list your skills and we and we're starting a database of all these people with all the skills that they have that they're willing to share, mm -hmm. and um, ultimately we're setting up some classes so people cool. can actually share their uh, their ideas and share their um, skills that they have to um, help others, um, you know, that are interested in maybe learning something about woodshop that never learned about woodshop. You know what I mean? Ultimately, schools are no longer doing the woodshop as, you know, Nuha and I grew up, you know. we I had woodshop, metal shop, all that fun stuff. Right now, these days, you ask anybody, and like, what? What are you talking about? Screwdriver? Yeah. What does it look like? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny, but, you know, ultimately, some people still want to learn how to do these things. So Yeah, and outside of, so, you know, Z-axis opens, and, and the people who are going to... Uh, Foxwood maybe right away or those who've been waiting for something like this mm -hmm. how do you how do you kind of tap into the person who doesn't even know that that this is for them or or to the person who has an idea and just assumes that it will always remain an idea because I don't have the resources the energy or, or the so-and-so to, to get it done so Part of what we're doing, and this is this is our long-term goal, not all of this is going to happen in the next six weeks, but what we've started doing is connecting up with folks that are players in, on, on the south side, yeah. specifically um, this, the Southwest Development Corporation, the 18th Street Development Corp. We're trying to tap into them. You know, there, these, there are people who have been trying for years to get to this point. And we think we can be the launching point. Yeah. And it's just a matter of sharing that story. And so we've been out there. We've been, we host tours uh, probably three, four times out of the week. Anyone who calls up wants a tour, any one of us will talk to them. Our objective is to make this, you know, there, there are plenty of places where, and this, is, this may sound wrong, but the, the old white guy can sit in a room and, and push his idea. Yeah. And there aren't a whole lot of places where if you're African-American and have a GED, that you're going to get that same listen to. And we hope to tap into the folks who've been trying to, to carry their story all these years and take advantage of them. The schools are another uh, big driving force for us. Yeah, and, and to your old white man point if i was to tell someone i was just at uh, z axis factory it's a new business factory that's focused on share manufacturing they're doing some amazing thing with with welding and they have all the equipment what do you think the founders look like they're <laughs> maybe not thinking to women co-founders right. right so how uh talk to me a little bit about that and how you hope the fact that this is a women-led organization impacts the community you build 
you know, I think I, I just, my dad, I mean, I tell you a little bit. My dad was born in 1910 in Jerusalem. He was a cabinet maker from the time he was 10 as an apprentice. Um, the least sexist man I ever met. Yeah. And he was just as likely to turn to me and say, you're going to help me carry this heavy, this heavy cabinet up the stairs as anybody else. And that attitude, I think, just makes it impossible for me to really think of myself as, as, as a woman first. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. that sounds wrong, because clearly I am. But the, the sense that I'm doing this as a business owner, the fact that I'm a woman is incidental. Yeah. And what I do love about Chicago and America in particular is that no one else cares either. And that's great. And I like that. Having said that, I think there should be more women in this industry. I think it's a great avenue to make a, a, a great career, a great business for yourself, um, and set yourself apart. Yeah. I find it that you know a lot of women are artists. Yeah. Uh, most of the artists are predominantly women. Um, so in some way, I am hoping that a lot more will come um, and try to uh, use their art as a, a form of, of their business. So a lot of times people don't, and like even with me, I ultimately spent years and years at a, a, a desk job, right? Yeah. And that was mostly because, you know, I, as, as for as long as I remember, right? People say, oh, you can't make money on art. I mean, like if you really want to, you know, the you know, beautiful house and a horse and all that fun stuff, you're not going to make it during making art or painting pictures unless you're Picasso or something. And that's usually after you're dead anyway. So, it, you know what I mean? Well, I hear you. We're in media. So. Right. <laughs> so ultimately, the whole point is that, you know, I'm hoping that women will start coming in and they will start not only being the artist, but seeing all the other um, things and maybe learning more and, and going more into uh, the heavier duty uh, yeah. equipment. <laughs> no, it's a great onboarding. You come in as an art and then next thing you know, you're working the 3D printer, you're right. the industrial the car. Yeah. Right. Well, ultimately, if you think about it, you know, there's so many different uses for this equipment, right? Yeah. This is how we're, we're, we actually started this. Nuha was in uh, medical 3D printing oh, wow. and she was talking about oh my god you know this machine is just standing around for you know for a month because medical 3d printing is still not as yeah you know as as um far along yeah as far along as 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 it should be i think um but you know so all of a sudden we started thinking and and brainstorming it's like well you know i I could use that, yeah. you know, as an artist. I could totally use a 3D printer. And then we started talking about other equipment, and then we started looking at laser cutters and all this other thing, all these other things. And ultimately, it just became this dream of just having every machine on the planet that's just cool. <laughs> yeah. so, so then ultimately, you can come into the space, and like even Kevin was saying, you know, he's doing things that are laser cut. Yeah. But ultimately, he's being exposed to all these other um, tools that he's never actually thought of. And uh, he says, you know, like, you know, that would be great. It's like, I would like to try the CNC yeah. machine. Awesome. Well, I can't, can't wait to, to keep following what you guys are building. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank, thank you. you for having us.